Good evening. Good evening. Uh, is the microphone? Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> let us pray. Eternal Rock of Ages. Our Father, who is our Comforter, our Provider, our Teacher, our Buckler, the One who was, who is, and who is to come, ever-loving Father. We thank you for this precious moment. We thank you for this gathering. We call on you this evening to dwell in our midst, to teach us. Nobody does that than you, God. We call on you to open our eyes so that your word can sow a seed that will germinate in our lives. In Jesus' name. Hear me. Um, um, I would like to appreciate um, Northbrook Church for this um, opportunity. It's an um, honor to be standing here tonight and um, to be given the privilege to share my testimony of how I got saved, and um, hopefully I pray that um, God will use it to touch our lives and um, and even make it better in Jesus' name. Um, I don't have any specific date. Maybe I'm not conscious of it, or I am not... um, the type that keeps date, so I can't actually say this is the day that it happened, but I know the moment when things started changing, when I wasn't the way I used to be any longer. Um, I would like to break it down into like three aspects. Um, <clears throat> a friend of brother, I think he called him his best friend, brother John Wells. He came here, and um, I think like three weeks ago, and um, there was a part of Ephesians that um, it broke down into two. And immediately I saw it, the Holy Spirit just prompted me, and um, I got attracted to it. And um, I started working on it. I didn't even know that um, a day like this is coming because I can see myself in that picture. And um, that's what I'm going to work with tonight. It's, he said, um, he broke it into two, me in Christ and um, Christ in me. I don't know if we remember. Yeah. So, me in Christ. 
It says, this is salvation by grace through faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And um, Christ in me, this is transformation, the ongoing of God, the ongoing work of God affecting every area of, my, uh, of our life that will not conclude until we see him. Now, the me in Christ, salvation by grace through faith. I'm going to say, um, me in Christ, my own story of me in Christ was, um, it was more of a default thing because um, I was born and raised by a Christian parent, a very strict one. When I say strict, if you are from Africa or you know, <laughs> my mom wakes us up 5 a.m., and you dare not, if you sleep five minutes to five, you must be at the gathering. And we call it um, um, morning devotion. So, and um, sometimes we want to play hard, hard boy, and we want to dodge if it's only mom. We can play with mom. But immediately, if my father is around, it doesn't even ring the bell. It doesn't jingle the bell because we have a small bell at home. So it doesn't jingle the bell. It just sits in the um, living room and it starts singing. And once you hear his baritone voice, wherever you were in your dream, you must return back to life <laughs> and run down to the city room. So that was how I grew up. And... Um, we attended a lot of church programs, night vigils. I remember um, my mom, she, she gathers um, children in the evening, evening, Sunday evenings like this, and um, it teaches us Bible. There is a particular bar, um, book that time, I think it was, um, it was published by Jehovah Witness, but it has um, pictures in it, and... Um, it was a good book that um, was used to raise us up that time. It's called My Book of Bible Story. I don't know if anybody, My Book of Bible Story. So we see Samson in the book, holding lion. We see Jesus Christ in the manger. So it gives us picture and we can relate to whatever she was saying that time. And um, yeah, we were growing. Things were, things were lovely, you know. By default, just like I said, our names have God in it. Even it's not, you know, my full name is Toluwashe, which means um, God's wish came to pass. So my younger brother is um, Mufoluwasho. It means um, I have given God to take care of him, you know. And um, the third one is Oluwafumilayo. God gave me joy. The fourth one is God is my refuge. You know, I like her. <laughs> so it was um, a strict environment. And um, we were growing and um, we were enjoying everything. Though sometimes we ask some questions like, um, why should we pray every day? Why should we go to church every day? Sometimes we can't even pick what they are saying in the church. But it's more of a routine. You can't complain. 
you must go. So that was me in Christ. So I see it like a default thing. I was, I was just born into it. I got familiar with it. We had some um, memory verses in the Bible that before we go to bed um, at night, you must, you must say it. The old family must say it together. And um, in that period, there, was a, there is a story I'm going to share. Yeah. I, in the midst of the night prayer, one of the night sessions, I slept off. And um, being a strict father that um, I have, he, he decided not to spank me. He left me alone, and they concluded the prayer. And um, everybody had gone to bed. He was watching me. I was sleeping. And um, he tapped me. Immediately, I opened my eyes. I knew I was in trouble because I can't see anybody again. So, <laughs> so he said, I will not beat you. But you know what? I'm going to sit here. You will start your own hymn. You will, <laughs> you will preach to me. <laughs> and you will pray before we go to bed. And... It took me almost 45 minutes to go through all that, and we prayed together, and we went to bed. So it was that strict. But as strict as it was, you, we will think that it's going to be a smooth transition into Christ in me, why God stopped. And that's where the story began. Now, what do I mean by I got stopped? It was, um, it was um, a period that I have so many definitions for while reflecting back. And um, I thought in my mind that um, it's going to just automatically shift. And um, I have a younger brother that he got his automatically there were times that um, I asked him questions, and the way he answers, I'm going to be looking at him, where did you learn all this from? As if we weren't raised by the same parent. Now, this is the period I know that I was saved enough. I was saved, but I was not saved enough not to want to obey my flesh, not to have lustful desires. Greed was there. Malice, we rolled together. Outburst of anger, that was one of my weaknesses at that time. And um, I continued in that. And uh, it's also a period of time in my life I know that Jesus Christ was reaching out to me. And also the world was reaching out to me as well. It was, we were were having fun that time. Parties, girls. And um, sometimes I make some journey that um, my, I can't, so if I'm telling my father now that I went to those places, he's still shaking that, really? To tell you how dangerous those moments were for me. But I didn't see it. In that moment, I lost a friend. Now, each time my heart reaches out to him, 
like, wow. And um, it was that dangerous. That's why I have a feeling sometimes that what I was doing was wrong, but I still get validations from friends around. And um, that makes my guilt to disappear. And I'm like, yeah, let's enjoy this moment. It's one of those moments. I realized afterwards that um, Jesus wanted relationship, but I kept falling for religion. I shared a story with my, um, I call him, he's more than a friend now, like my uncle now, like a brother, brother Gabriel. I told him, I, I, I have a big Bible, massive one, like that size, and um, I can't even, I don't even know what's going in in the Bible. I lost, I lost touch with what's going on in the Bible. And, but the, the zeal was still there. I can't connect with the zeal any longer. So I decided to join an hostering department in a very large church. And um, why I joined, because Later on, I was testing myself. I was searching my mind. Why did you even do that? There is this girl that time that um, I know that if I'm in the hostel department, that's going to be the closest opportunity for me to meet her, to see, to notice if she's in church, you know. And um, one day, we always have um, like a small prayer session before. Everybody is sent to their unit. And the head of the unit got a call from the pastor and said, okay, uh, Brother Tolu, can you just give us a short message and um, pray for us and, um, and so everybody can go to their unit? My spirit left me. Because <laughs> it was, I was like, did I hear you well? He said, yeah, 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 just... Give us a short message. Let's take message out of this. I, I don't even know what to say about what. Praying, I can't even open my mouth here. And I rushed after him. He said, what happened? I said, please, save me from this. I just don't know what to say. He looked at me and jokingly said, with this your big Bible? And I felt so ashamed of myself. And um, I got home. I met my brother because we were in the same room, we were in the same university. I met my younger, he was my younger brother, and I narrated everything that happened to him. And he smiled. And there is a, there is a um, there's like, um, it's like a questionnaire that was given to us. And in that questionnaire, they asked me, are you born again? And I asked my brother, am I born again? He smiled again. I said, well, I would put yes, because I know he smiled. He was just smiling. <laughs> he said, you know what? He said, I wish I can answer for you, but I know you will still get the reading. And I didn't bother. I told him, okay, while searching for the reading, can you just help me to prepare some short, short messages I can put in the Bible? So in case I am called the next time, I will have something to, to tell them. And he did. 
And while he did that, I went through some of those messages and um, I was like, I can't do this too. And um, he called, now I had another opportunity again and he called me again. And I was able to read some of those things out because I was prepared. It wasn't perfect, but it marks the beginning. So I kept moving on and um, the real journey started when I had to leave Nigeria to England. I completed my degree, worked briefly in Nigeria, then left for England to continue my studies. And um, it was, um, I didn't have it on a platter of gold. I am from a low, I can't say middle income, because I would say it's fluctuating between middle and low. It can be low this month and middle next month. You know, it's not, it's not as constant as we have it here. You know, it's, it was fluctuating between middle and low. And um, unfortunately, that time, it was, um, I think, there was an economic meltdown in the whole world. And some of the shares that my father had invested in, that he thought he keep, at that time you always think that um, if you guys need, have any need, this is what I'm going to sell first. Unfortunately, it was so bad that he hardly got probably 200,000 naira out of something worth 5 million from it. So it humbled the whole family. But I had to do what I want to do. We borrowed and um, we left. And before I left, I have an uncle that has been telling me that, you know what, when you come down here, your life is going to change. When I say change, it's going to be like an overnight change because if you get a security job here, you're going to be doing something like, like um, seven pounds per hour. And I calculated instantly seven pounds into Naira. That's seven times 250. And they were like, wow. And I called my, my wife now. We weren't married that time. I said, you know what? Let's open a bank account. I'm going there to change our life. When I get there, I'm going to work, and I'm keep, keep sending money down here. You keep saving things there. Then we can plan our life and then start. And we went. We opened a, um, a bank account, and I went like... A soldier going to the battlefront to get things sorted. The first mistake I made was that I, the, the money left with me, like what was we were able to gather around, I started giving it out. I don't worry, this is not the real money. I'm going for the real money. So if you are from Africa or you've ever hoped like this, you will understand what I'm saying. So I started giving out the money. And um, I was left with 300 pounds. So I bought a ticket. I was supposed to buy a ticket to Manchester, but I was ignorant. I bought a ticket to London. I got to London thinking London to Manchester is just going to be a stone throw, like, um, you know. And everybody's, everybody was. Um, I lighting was coming down from the plane, and I hacked one of the um, airline staff, like, um, excuse me, 
I'm going to Manchester. The guy said, what? Tonight? I knew there was a problem instantly. So <laughs> I, I said, yes. So he said, wow. He checked the time again. He said, wow. Have you been there before? I said, no. He said, wow. You know what? If you can just rush down and clear yourself. And um, I knew there was a problem. So I, I had one light jacket on me and um, a box. So I was able to clear myself with the UKBA custom people and um, I was allowed into the city and everything changed. I, I was hungry. I went to a store. I bought hair grow and um, a juice. And, you know, being the first time, the hair grow, I can feel it, it was so cold. I was like, the normal hair grow in Nigeria used to be warm. I, I don't understand. Just so I took a bite. I couldn't continue. I had to throw it away. And in the midst of that, I was still trying to search for the train that is going to take me to Manchester. So to cut the whole long story short, I had to pay out of my 300 pounds, 250, to Manchester. So I was left with, um, I, I, I paid 50 pounds. I was left with 250. So with my 250, I landed in my uncle's house. He knew me as a banker. He had an expectation that a banker has arrived. He's going to ease my own financial expenses as well. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So things started unfolding gradually. And I can now realize that um, I'm not in the dreamland that I thought I was coming into. And um, don't forget that um, we've sold everything like investments, so I was alone. I found myself alone. And that was the moment things started changing in my life. And I can relate that to what happened to David in the cave of Hadulam. Things started changing. No father, no mother to cry to. I don't even want to tell them what I was going through because it's going to create another tension. You know, so... I had to face it alone. And in the midst of that, I started searching my heart. I got broken. And God answered my prayer. My uncle called me one evening and told me that, um, you know what? I just got a job for you in Doncaster. I was happy. I said, Doncaster? Doncaster to Manchester is like one hour, 45 minutes by train. Uh, so how do I go there every day and come back? I said, well, you know what? Meanwhile, I had a shortfall of payment in my tuition fee. So I was thinking that, well, I don't know. I might not be writing those exams. I was already rounding up in my mind. But... When it came with the offer, I had to think about it again. So I went to Doncaster, thinking that um, it's going to be like, um, there's going to be a house, it's going to be a sane living. When I got there, there is a mast from, I think, Orange UK, is a um, telecommunication company. 
there used to be vandal they, 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 they used to be vandalized they used to vandalize the mast so they needed a security guard that's going to be on ground like 24 hours because each time they vandalize the mast they lose a lot of money so they have a, 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 um, a caravan is it a caravan the one you take to um a hey, yep a trail so when i saw it I, I was so totally sad. But my uncle looked at me, you have to do it. So I took up the challenge. I'm going to be sleeping there for 24 hours. And um, I have lectures in Manchester. So I'm going to move from there to Manchester for like, I will leave there on Thursday and come back on Saturday morning. So, and those are the only period I can have my back. So it was that rough. But you know what? I'm going to say that was actually the changing period because I saw no one. I only saw God. And I was hooked to two things, my books and Bible. And the development started. And the development started. And the development started. I started praying. I found praying easy. Well, maybe because I had nothing to do. But, you know, it was like the beginning. And I kept moving. And I kept moving. And um, to the glory of God, I was able to raise money to complete the payment for my diploma program and to start my master's program. And immediately I was able to do that. After three months, they called and they said the job is over. And I was happy because now I was a changed man. And um, the first thing that changed in me was the fact that I did not want to leave his presence any longer. I got like addicted to it. I wanted to search more, to learn more, to read more. You know, each time, now I understand why I think it was Joshua that said, I was, was it Joshua or David that said I was happy when they said, let us go to the house of God. So, and um, the whole thing started. And I called my uncle that, um, you know, can we start a Bible fellowship at home? And he, he, he loved the idea, and we started. And every Sunday evening, we bring in people outside, and it was a thing of joy. And um, I finished from my programs, and I returned to Nigeria. And now I know what Jesus Christ said, that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Now, I know the meaning of going to church. It wasn't like it used to be. Now, I can understand messages being preached. And I kept growing. I kept growing. I kept growing. Now, there was a time we have to move away from Nigeria and um, 
to come down to Canada. And um, it was um, another story. So we landed in Canada, and we've heard a lot about the environment, how, how things have started changing about things people are getting into, all those things, and, um, and I didn't want to involve my family in there. This is my second spell abroad. I've learned so many things, and um, I was not conscious of messages that I will be passing across to my children and my family, my wife. So I was praying to God, God, I need a church. I went online and um, I will be seeing, the, when I see the flag, or is it the rainbow or the flag? When I see it, I said, no. It was now becoming real to me. Yeah, wow, is this what I'm going to live through? And um, a friend of mine introduced me to Brother Gabriel. And um, as we were just talking, I asked him, which church do you attend? And he said, North Brook Bible Church. I said, wow, I've heard that name before. But um, he said, yeah, it's a good church. If you don't mind, you can come. And um, I got home and I told my wife, I said, we found a church. She was coming, she has her own story as well. She was coming from a Pentecostal church where the whole, this side is going to be instruments, you know, we sing, we clap, you know. I, I wish you can just see one of these churches on YouTube. You have it in YouTube and have an idea of what I'm talking about. So we, I told her, not Brook Bible Church. She, she was disappointed. She said, I, I, maybe I'm the only one that will be going there that um, she's found a church. I said, you know what? We are not going to go to separate church. We will go to Northbrook. I stood my ground. And um, I brought her in. I said, you know what? We, I want us to grow. We, we share the same background. And I know what has been missing. I grew up in Christ Apostolic Church. I will, if you don't mind, I can give you the name of the church after this and um, go ahead and make your research on it. It's a prayerful church. So we pray a lot, not because we want to pray. We pray because we, there is a need for prayer. Infrastructure-wise, you have to pray. Food, you have to pray. Job, you have to pray. And when I say prayer, is not, it's, not, it's a fervent prayer. You pray like a warrior, you know? But I discovered that we, went, we weren't taught the word. That was what was missing. And if you understand the word, that's what you build relationship on. That's what connects you to Jesus Christ. That's what multiplies the grace in you. So I brought her in. And after the service, she looked at me, she said, <laughs> I tried as much as possible to put a smile, brave face, ah, this is it, this is the church, I love this song. She said, we went home. And I told her, I said, you know what? Adaptability in business world is the key to success. 
you have to learn how to adapt. Let's try it again. And we came again. And I can't remember who prayed that day. She fell in love. And as we were about rounding up, moving out, um, um, Mary, Mary the Molitor, yeah, she walked in to her side. She came to her side and said, you guys, if you want to put down your name, that, um, she's ready to take our names. And I looked at my wife. Can we? And um, while she was still thinking, Mary said, you know what? I've been in this church for more than 40 years. And there's one thing I'm going to say. This is home. And I told my wife, that's it. Let's put out our name. <laughs> Let's put out our name. And um, that was how we became part of Northbrook Bible Church. And ever since we joined, I am telling you, without mixing word, without, um, I'm telling you the way it is, we have been growing. My children have been growing. My wife has been growing. Now, after a while, we evaluated ourselves again at home. And I said, can you compare this to what we were, we were going to in Nigeria? Yeah, the dancing, the drum set, we missed the fun. But, you know, now you know the reason why Jesus Christ, you know it better now why he came to us. It's not about, now you know why his presence Dwelling is in, in his presence is more important than his presence. You know now that if you are in his presence, you can have his presence. We now understand all those things. And it has been one, we are moving, we were growing. And um, the rejoice thing as well has really helped my family, especially the children. And I remember when I joined the prayer session first, and we were about to pray. And until everybody said, Amen, I never knew we were praying. Because <laughs> it wasn't the same. <laughs> I was, in my mind, I was thinking like, okay, he's, trying, he's still trying to analyze his prayer, until everybody said, Amen. Wow. <laughs> and um, I told myself, this is like learning how to walk again. Because it wasn't the same kind of prayer we were used to. But to the glory of God, I can tell you that things are not the way it used to be. We are getting there. So in rounding up, I'm going to take a cue from what Brother McDonald shared in, uh, shared in the morning. He didn't dwell so much in it, but it was part of what I think brought me to Christ. First Peter 3 verse 9. And um, that passage said something about God's patience. I'm sorry, I just have to. 
and he says, the Lord is not really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. And that was like um, the connecting dot to my message. I can see patience, God's patience, in what I went through. Just like the story he shared in the morning, um, the story of his friend, it could have been me. But he was patient. And Peter, uh, Paul said something in 1 Timothy 1, 13-14. Even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ in my insolence, I persecuted his people. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with the faith and love that come from Christ Jesus. And um, I underlined how generous and gracious. Some of us might have something similar with my background, with the story of me in Christ. Some of us might be raised by um, godly parents in godly environment. But just like I said, there was a transition which I got stuck in. From that moment to Christ in me. Yes, one thing I discovered in that transition is the fact that there were, there were a lot of frustrations. There were a lot of wrongs. There were a lo lot of mistakes. Why? Because Christ wasn't growing in me. Yes, I was saved. If, I believe if Jesus Christ should come that time, I'm going to make heaven. But I was living hell on heart. And um, that led me to what David said in Psalm 51, verse 10. It say, he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me until our heart is renewed. Just like I shared in the communion this morning. Yes, because the only reason you have to, you will be making heaven is the fact, it says, it's, it's, it was clearly spelled out in John 3, 16, that whosoever believes, believeth in him will not perish. So your belief in him will make you to, it will guarantee you eternal life. But there's more. He wants you to do more on heart as well. Until your heart is renewed. You can't embrace him more. You can't, you can't have the best of him. And that was what my journey has taught me. And ever since, I've been growing. I've been growing. And um, in conclusion, there's a word in um, my background is in, or my profession is in supply chain. We have a Japanese word that says kaizen. 
Kaizen. If you're into business, you know Kaizen. It's a common word in business world. It means change for better. So we, 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 we have it in supply chain as continuous improvement. And that's how we should be as well. And that's how the journey has been for me. I like to improve. I like to improve. But we can't do that until we keep searching the scripture. We evaluate ourselves with what we find in the scripture. And that's how we can improve. That's how we can see ourselves. And um, I strongly believe that my relationship with God is experiencing that. And... um, I can't but mention my opportunity. Can I, will I say opportunity or grace? Or can I say gift? Because the Bible study has tremendously helped me as well. I see it as an opportunity where I, I meet people, people that are senior in age, that have been through thick and thin of life as well, and I share from their experiences. And sometimes... I had to, my, I, my wife looks at me as if I'm wise. <laughs> and I smile. <laughs> you don't know where, you don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> so, um, at this stage, I will say you keep praying for me and my family. That um, as we are in Christ, that Christ should keep growing in us, that we should continue to dwell in his um, presence, that his presence will never depart from us. Let us pray.